Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is Grant Campbell, General Manager of the newly opened Nobu Hotel London, Portman Square. Coming up on today's show... Grant sets the tone for his career journey. A lot of stories to tell, but not, not too many stories I can share, unfortunately. Phil finds a potential future career. God, I'm just a, a walking merch board today with these quotes. And Grant reveals that the last year may have been reasonably tough. You know, do I want to do another opening in a pandemic? I'd probably say no. All that and so much more as Grant chats us through his story and journey to date, as well as giving us some great insight into what opening a high-profile hotel through a pandemic looks like. Grant really has built a fabulous career so far, having worked in some wonderful places and there's some really valuable insight on how to build a successful career throughout our chat. A huge thank you to Grant for his time. Don't forget, we launch a brand new episode each week telling the amazing and always amusing stories from hospitality. So please remember to like, subscribe and review on whatever platform you're listening. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. Today, we're back in hotels and I am delighted to welcome the general manager of one of London's highest profile openings in the last 12 months, that being the Nobu Hotel London Portman Square. So it gives me huge pleasure to welcome Grant Campbell to the show. Thank you, Paul. Great to be on the show. Super opportunity. I know I, I know we've been trying to catch up for a little while, but it's been a bit of a crazy year. So but good to speak with you. And, Has it? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> know. It's been a little bit fast. Um, you know, a few things going on, but it's been... Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's been a, a challenging, but I think overall we, we get we're starting to see a bit of light and, and see a bit of reward after what has been a, a, a bit of a um, difficult time. Yeah, I, I mean, you you opened a hotel and dealt with a pandemic. I don't suppose you you moved house at the same time, did you? No, I ne- never did any of never did any of the the classic scenarios during that time, which is um, uh, which I think is fortunate. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit too much. I'll, I'll be yeah. honest. Um, but um, yeah, it was a you know not a not a straightforward period to try and work your way through what was not an easy time at the you know for even a stabilized business, but for an opening business in you know which was going through a construction period. So it was it was pretty difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. We'll come on to that. We'll we'll talk about that in the context of your of your journey, I, I guess. But um, where are you basing yourself today? Uh, down in down in the down in the office, you know, where it's a little bit quieter at the moment. Um, everybody's upstairs bustling around, you know, looking after the guests that we have in house already. So yeah, we, we you know we we picked up quite nicely since you know since the August break is finished. So yeah, enjoying enjoying the late um, the late business first. Yeah, brilliant. Yes, uh, the uh, all the the indications are, and I'm touching wood as I say this, are that uh, that things are moving in the right direction. But uh, I think we all have a, a little bit, one eye just on what's going on uh, elsewhere as well, just to keep things in check. Yeah, agreed. Completely agree. Great stuff. Okay, so, uh, well, you, you've you made your, your way to the general manager of uh, of a, a really stunning hotel, but I mean, obviously there's a whole journey behind that as to how you ended up there. So take us all the way back to the, the beginning of your career. How did you get into hospitality in the first place? It, it was never an intended career. I think I, I kind of fell into it through, you know, by by being involved in it. I suppose you know my my family right. were my family were always great in home entertainers. Uh, you know, my father was exceptionally um, 
particular about getting everything set up for entertainment or hosting events, whether they be at home or in other places. So you kind of had a bit of a rub off effect from there. He even ran a pizza restaurant when he was a bit younger. You know, so there was a bit of a hospitality industry thing within the family. Yeah. Went to school and, you know, it's kind of like the classic hotelier story. Didn't really know what I was going to do. So my father, he decided to send me off um, and I went, ended up working in a kitchen in, at a kibbutz in Israel, which was hard work, you know, you know, from one, one minute finishing school to the next minute you're, you know, you're washing dishes at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, you, you know, it's quite a, quite a shake to the system, it's but it, it, shock, it actually, yeah. yeah, it actually, you know, got me going and I started to see uh, a little bit of interest in what this was about and, you know, learned a little bit there, a little bit of kitchen work there as well started to get a bit of a love affair with chefing, which was my first kind of interest into the industry. And oh, uh, right. I, did I, a, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Kind of a bit of a, I did a bit of a curveball. I did some cooking in America at a summer camp. So quite, you know, quite, you know, not, no, not fine dining stuff, but, mm. you know, learning basics and principles of batch cooking and mass cooking and that kind of thing at quite a young age. Yeah. And then decided that that's what I wanted to do. So I ended up applying to be a chef and then was, you know, in those days where, uh, you know, the, the, the chef in Korea wasn't seen as that as this leading light and um, kind of uh, career path, you know, you know, where uh, everybody was really being successful. And I was kind of convinced to go into management and, and did a sidestep across, you know, of course, now, you know, the chefs have done really, really well for themselves. And they're actually super role models for our for our industry, you know, you know guys yep. like Tom Carriage and Jamie and and so, so on and so forth, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they, you know, they, they essentially are the beacons for people getting into our industry to, to a degree. And so I did chef management and we, or hotel management, sorry. And, uh, that was back in Durban in South Africa at the Royal Hotel, a, you know, a classic learning hotel, you know, where you, where you learn hard and learn fast, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep going, right. uh, was accepted into a graduate program with Hilton after that, uh, and was worked both the Hilton properties in Durban and in Johannesburg, and then was transferred across to the Langham Hotel all the way back in 2002, and uh, was there for a period of time and uh, worked through a few other hotels within, in, in, or I've been in London since then. Um, probably, yeah. probably the most significant shift in my career was stepping across to join the City Inn Hotel Group, which then subsequently became the Mint Hotel Group. A lot of learning there a super bunch of leaders and people within that, within that, uh, company, um, you know, amazing opportunities to be involved in, in significant openings uh, around the country and internationally in Amsterdam, you know, and, and really nice, you know, big, big properties with a lot of design and, uh, and guest and, and guest interfaces, which were, you know, pretty much market leading for the style of properties at those times. I was going to say they, uh, they, they really, they did pioneer, a kind of a change in focus, Correct, um, yeah. uh, you know, it, it literally just a, a case of put your shoes into, uh, put yourself in the shoes of, of you guess, know, a, yeah. bus, a business traveler and, and what, what do they want and that, and then design a bedroom around it. That's basically what it, it, it felt like. I mean, completely. I mean, I think, you know, the, you know, David, um, who was the CEO of the company and he, we were one of the first hotels to offer free Wi-Fi. not, not, yeah. To, you know, and it sounds like such a scandalous thing to say it, but, you know, we, it was just seen as, you know, that it's a required amenity. It's not something that we should be to be charging for. It shouldn't be something that should, we should be penalizing our guests 
to to have mm. um you know so those are all these things that you know, that's just one example we you know we you know putting interfaceable computer tvs into the room so guests can use those there was, there was a lot and, and this is, those are just two small things amongst a whole ream of of things that that, that they were in the hotels um, and then being involved in, you know, at a, at a senior level, working with the senior team there with, with regards to the, the reinvestment and the eventual buyout, and then rebranding those properties, or one of the properties uh, at Tower of London to Doubletree, working with Hilton to do that. So I was, you know, I was pretty much with them for, as a company and as a base for almost 10 years. And then... Yeah, I think a, a lot of people stayed for a long time which which tells you everything you need to know about uh the 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 culture of the company correct yeah and i think you know i'll talk about i can talk about that a bit more in 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 terms of the the leaders that you that you work with there you know it's Mm. you know they were very um consistent good listeners and and always gave you honest feedback sometimes you didn't like the feedback which was you know you know you laugh about later on but you know, there's a lot of merit in in that taking that forward. You know, so because it, it it helps you improve and and helps you get better. You know, so mm. you know they were a great company to work for and very and and very good to the team that they had with them. Yeah. So I worked with them and then worked at DoubleTree Tower of London for a period of time um, and did the rebranding there, which which is a fantastic opportunity. You know, a, a, you know, significant property with a large room count, really successful financially and guest satisfaction wise. And it got to a point where I decided at a stage that I, I wanted to try a different part of the industry and felt right. that I wanted to get a little bit close, a little bit more closer to the guest um, and something a little bit smaller and, and a little bit more engaging from a, a guest perspective and, and the service and decided to try something from the lifestyle world. And I had a fantastic opportunity to join Sanderson Hotel as hotel manager and was eventually promoted there to general manager you know it was a you know as one of the leading and initial lifestyle boutique hotels in the world it, it created a, um, a significant impact on the on my my service style and our creativity levels that we needed to have to to function within within the hospitality world um, right. it, it was a super fun place to be loads of things you know the guests were amazing the, the team they were incredible and we um you know we had a lot of fun working there and and a, a lot of stories to tell but not not too many stories i can share unfortunately. <laughs> um, isn't, that, isn't that always the way yeah yeah exactly it's a, it's a classic kind of place where you know the secrets will go down to the grave kind of thing and possibly yeah. be posed uh you know, you know shared post post-mortem kind of thing um yeah. but yeah no super a super fun place to work and 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 be to be involved in it, it was kind of one of the the first truly lifestyle hotels wasn't it in uh, in london when it hit it, the scene yeah it was i think between sinuses and St. martin's lane you know they they certainly set a, a lot of standards for on, on what hospitality could be i think to a degree yeah. you know really breaking the mold a little bit from you know in in the in the london hotels you know i remember going to sinuses when i first came to london back in 0203 and you know, enjoying the bar and, and, and enjoying the environment and that kind of thing. You know, after I'd finished shift, just around the corner at the Langham kind of thing. You know, so it was, mm. it was a super fun place to be. And so when that opportunity came along uh, to, to join the property, it was you know, it was kind of you, you know, you, you're almost kind of going to your favorite place to go kind of thing. You know, so it was it's just quite an easy uh, quite an easy shift to make. Yeah, and it's always one of the most uh, interesting arrivals, isn't it? Because of the uh, that that couch, I can't call it a couch, the sofa. Yeah, I think I think 
um, Jan Schroeger, you know, he had a strong view on, on sense of arrival into properties. And I think it was yeah. important to him that, you know, regardless of which property you walked in within Morgan's, that there was always a, something special about it, you know. So, you know, Sanderson had the red lift sofa. At St. Martin's Lane, you had the catwalk. You know, if you go to the other properties, at, such as Hudson in New York, you had the fantastic green uh, escalator as you went up to the front of house. You know, the Delano was, you know, all the wafting curtains and the big columns and all that kind of thing. And you could carry on. And there was always something unique about it that, that gave you a, a strong sense of arrival, which yeah. helped you to decompress into into the environment and the scene that was being set. So it was really important from, from a design point of view. Yeah. I, the um, and, and also, it just it does as a guest as you arrive. You just go, well, this is a bit different. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, and it puts you, I just think that, that puts you in a good mood straight away. It does, yeah. And, and look, I mean, we had a, a lot of people just walking in to come and have a look and walk around, which for yep. me was super because, you know, it always starts with a small interest and then eventually you have somebody sitting down who's come for a look just to have a drink or afternoon tea or eventually coming to stay, which was, which was great. Yeah, absolutely. How was the, the jump from going what, you know, from the outside looking in looks like a, a you know, a large corporate hotel, uh, yeah. like the, the Doubletree into lifestyle? How did you find that, that change? It was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I put, and I, and I put parentheses around, around the word interesting because, you know, there was, um, you know, for me, the, the change was not so much the, you know, obviously the financials and strategic and all that kind of stuff was okay. Because, you know, you have, a, you know, the, the learnings that I've had through the, the two companies previous were strong in those areas. I think the, the learning for me was allowing others, because I'd been so involved in the leadership process through the other hotels, that, you, that people were looking to you to make a call on a lot of things, but, and, and to, to be the, the direction for how you wanted to manage things. I, I had to take a step back and listen to how they were managing things yeah. and really um, learn, the, learn, the, learn the process and learn the style of what they were, what they were going about and, and then how to affect the service standard that they were trying to do and allow them to be the leaders in, the, in that respect. And, you know, that was, that was the, one of the challenges that I had to, to go through. I mean, because it's very easy to, 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 if he's coming from a very corporate hotel that had a lot of process, was large, was high volume, is how do you not over-standardize things too much, if that right. makes sense. And I think yeah, yeah. That, that's where, you know, that was part of, that was one of the big steps that I had to take, you know, especially in the first three, four, even six months. I think, you know, I think when I had a, I had a catch up with some of my, my HODs at one stage, I said, guys, it's taken me six months to understand the service here properly. Mm. Um, you know, which is, which is quite a long, which is quite a long time, but I think, you know, you've got to allow yourself the, the opportunity to really reflect through that, that period. You can't just assume that, you know, everything, because there's always going to be another little curveball that's going to come, come out of the woodwork, you know? So, yeah, I, uh, I think that's a, a, a fantastic lesson actually, because the, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, leaders in inverted commas that, that would move from one business to another and just try to imprint themselves on to a way of doing things but actually the, the 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 greatest leaders when they're changing environments take that moment to reflect and okay so you know you're coming in because you've got skill no question about that but it is also about 
the you know it is an adaption of the property style that you're that, that you're in you're not going to know everything straight away you don't know where the strengths and weaknesses are in the team so you know there's no point in coming in like a, a bull in a china shop yeah and i think you know that if, if to say things you know things you don't don't fix what isn't broken kind of thing I, you know and I'm, I'm very cautious to use that statement because there's always things that can be improved and changed but yeah the the point i'm trying to make about this is that the, the service there was actually really really good this, yeah you know, the, and it was backed up by the the metrics so you know it wasn't even like you could i could walk around and say yeah but your service scores are not great you need to change this so service was great conversion was was pretty good you know the you know there were there were some things that that i could impact relatively quickly but actually you know for, for me it wasn't about change because it was negative it was more about it change because of improvement to make it better yep. and and sometimes to do that you, you you really need to hone down or hone in on what you can impact to make better and that takes sometimes takes a little bit longer you know the low you know the the low hanging fruit principle it's, it's easy to walk in and fix low hanging fruit it's, it's it's harder to pick the the right bunch at the top you know yep. so you've got to work a bit harder, you know, on, on that, at that element, but and, and you can only do it once you've got all the information. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, in fairness, it was, it was a bit of a shift, but I think, you know, it's, it's definitely an industry that, that has grown and grown on me, a part of the industry that has grown on me. And, um, you know, I feel super comfortable in it now, you know, and, 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 and for me, when I'm recruiting or I have new team joining me that have come from a slightly more traditional slash corporate background, you know, I can empathize with them quite strongly because I can see that itch that they have with certain things yeah. to that they want to scratch. And it gets quite, you know, you get, they, you know, you, you can kind of just say to them, relax, this is how we're going to go about it. You've got to kind of change your, your communication method. We'll get there you, and you'll be able to do what you want to do, but there's a style and a way you can do it that keeps everybody happy through that process. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's and that's all about your ability as a leader to see something in someone yeah. that doesn't that isn't necessarily represented in in what's down on a, a CV. Yeah, sure, uh, exactly. I mean, it's it's that ability to kind of adapt to different working environments, and I think that's yeah. becoming, you know, that that resilience factor is becoming a core um, need at the moment, especially with the current market we're in, and potentially heading into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more, and and I guess what well, certainly you you definitely found your feet quickly because that, yeah, actually in the the grand scheme of things you were you were promoted to GM fairly quickly. Yeah, I think I, you know I was I was fortunate and lucky. Um, you know, I, I, to there was a bit of change in the structural organisation within the business in, to one degree, yeah. um, which which helped that progression and. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to, to have that opportunity given to me. So, yeah, I'm grateful to everybody involved in that. And again, you know, the, the, you know, the, I was supported through that opportunity quite well by, by others within the business, you know. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was definitely, you know, it, didn't, it, it felt like a step up in the same breadth because even though, you know, the structure, it was difficult to explain, but at the time the structure was, but essentially the same, but actually there, I did feel a step up in accountability and responsibility, you know, even in the in effect, what could have been seen as a title change at the time. Right. No, and well, and you had the reins, uh, I suppose, to to this this beautiful property. Actually, I've had a great experience at the at the Sanderson. Uh, I did the the Mad Hatter's tea. Oh yeah. Uh, um, which is just 
my wife's a, an afternoon tea aficionado, uh, and that was that was number one on the list for a very very long time. We checked that off a few years ago, but yeah, that was a a, a cracking experience. Uh, tremendous. I mean, it's, it's such a tremendous part of the hotel. It did so well from all the way back in I think 2010 when it was launched, all the way up to you know even before before unfortunately the um, the pandemic struck. You know that it was exceptionally successful went through a couple of re repositionings and you know i had a great yep. opportunity to be involved in one of those and you know we had a tremendous marketing and and food and beverage team that that you know reworked it um to, to bring it forward a little bit but it, yeah you're right i mean it, it, we had we had so many loyal guests and so many return and re regular guests come and join us for tea it was it was definitely a success a very successful part of the hotel yeah, I I just think that there's a there's definitely a time and a place for a classic afternoon tea, but there's also definitely a time and a place for massive innovation uh, in that in that space, and it was it was hugely playful and innovative and an experience, and you know, and ultimately that's that's the objective, isn't it? Is to to give people an experience. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be back soon. I, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. No, absolutely. So you were at the the Sanderson for how long in the end? I think it was just about five five years, right? Uh, coming up to six years. Yeah. So a, a fair stretch of time, and then uh, essentially I was offered the opportunity to join um, London Regional Hotels, but as the opening general manager for for Novi Portman Square. So, yeah. I, I I can't see how that was appealing. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, you know, you, you kind of, you know, one of my uh, bit of guidance that I was given by an, 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 a, a mentor of mine was, was like, what's your bullseye? You know, wait, what are you trying to achieve? Gone. What do you want to be and where do you want to go? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, for a long time in my life, I always wanted to be a, a general manager in, in a, in a five-star hotel in London. And, and, and I had achieved that within at Sanderson. So you kind of have to reassess yourself and go, right, well, what's next on the, on the list, you know, where do you yeah. go? Where do you, you know, what do you want to do next? And it's, it's a tough one to do because, you know, you, you've, got, you've got to look for a challenge or, you know, do you, do you want something bigger? And, you know, doing an opening was, as a general man, I'd been involved in other openings at, um, in different levels before, but, you know, doing yeah. an opening as a general manager was definitely something that I wanted to do and, and having the opportunity to do it in, in London, with a great with, with with a super brand such as Nobu at, at a wonderful property was you know you know a fantastic opportunity that I you know couldn't couldn't yeah. avoid from this you know so yeah no I I, I absolutely get it a hundred percent the um and I think as well I mean it, it's it's almost uh, all roads lead here to this for you because it's um you know it does play it's still lifestyle in in its approach but it's it's the new opening it's that big tick off. But um, but yeah, I'm guessing you also didn't have on your list that you tick off a new opening in a pandemic. No, look, I think <laughs> you know if if I had to say you know do I want to do another opening in a pandemic, I'd probably say no. Um, <laughs> really, quite ad adamantly, you know it's um you know there's the I started in February and you know you're kind of going through a getting to grips with the whole project kind of thing and learning the team going through your pre-opening plan and your, you know, yeah. charts coming out of your ears and, 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 you know, budgets and financials and recruitment and opening strategies. And you're doing all the normal pre-opening stuff. And then yeah. you have this horrible rumbling coming through at the end of February where, you know, there's, there's something going on 
internationally and it gets a little bit more local, it gets a bit more local and, and, and within, you know, from the, from the beginning, we, we, were, we were all at an offsite office and we had, you know, we were looking to move onto property in our offices, which are just about to be finished. And you could kind of feel that there was going to be a big decision made and it was coming. Mm. And they made the call that uh, we were going to be, you know, all the businesses would have to be shut down and the lockdown was going to come into effect. So we made a, a very quick decision to pull everything out of our temporary offices and relocate them into our, in, into the hotel offices, which was, it was a mad dash, pretty much the pre-opening team just, just walking things down the street. Grab laptops and go. Yeah, laptops, computers, te- like it looked like a, it was like a procession of people just walking things up and down the road kind of thing. So, right. But it was, you know, the right call in the end because with, within the next 24 hours, we were in a in a full lockdown, which was which was quite frightening and terrifying at the time because, you know, it's not something anybody's been into before. No. And obviously, with all the the, the communication at the time that was coming out, you know, governmentally, uh, in the newspapers, and you know, you you you're trying to filter through all the noise to find out exactly what this all means to everybody, you know, and then. You know how long is it going to be? You know, you know the, the classic joke with all the GMs is how many forecasts have you done in the last year? I think it's you know, I'm, 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 my answer is I'm, I'm busy doing the next one. You know, so yeah. it, 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 almost an uncountable amount of trying to predict of what's going on. Yeah, so it was a super challenging time, and a, and at the same time working with the construction guys uh, and trying to figure out how we finish everything off whilst they're trying to figure everything out. Because yeah, they've got their own complications with logistics and supply chains, and you know, getting supplies to deliver what what we've ordered. You know, you, you you remember things like you know, we ran out of things like plaster and cement and white paint. In, you know, carpet supplies were not responding. You know, all this kind of thing. It was a, you know, a kind of like a, you know, it was it was a really challenging time. You know, we, we you just didn't know when you were going to get anything or yeah. what would be possible. So. It was a you know a phenomenal amount of work and achievement to, to get where we were by by December I think you know because taking everything into consideration. Yeah, actually, when you put it like that, for sure. The the um what what was the uh, the original projected opening date? So we were looking to open for April uh, from an F and B kind of perspective, but then June as a as a hotel side. So we we effectively right. had to push back quite significantly because of that so yeah. it was and then we had we had to re-strategize how we did the project to so that we could get some level of completion within the building and the one area that we we decided to, to delay because of the environmental factors of travel corporate travel business and that kind of thing was our event space so our ballroom and our event space we we we, we delayed so that we could complete the areas that we felt were more important to our guests that were actually coming into the hotel at the time, which is mostly leisure and, and domestic. So we finished off our food and beverage spaces, uh, our fitness and wellness, and uh, our bedrooms. So yeah, and our event space is actually just completed this week, which is great. Um, we have our first event tomorrow, which uh, oh fabulous for for recording, which is the third of September, which is super exciting. You know, so we're we're pretty much. All good to go, you know, from a, a normal, hopefully for a relatively, how can I say, normal kind of trading, which is kind of starting to come back a little bit now. Like I'm using lots of like tentative words because I think that's the unfortunate feeling that I think we're all, all still a little bit in at the moment. 
Yeah, I, I think that's that's inevitable, isn't it? And that's that's going to be with us probably for for um, a, a while yet. Yeah. Especially as we we head into autumn winter, uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You you can't really second guess it anymore, can you? You've just got to go with the flow. Correct. Yeah. And it's fast. I mean, the the business pace has been, you know, from from last week, we've definitely felt a a large impetus of inquiry of you know impact or of guests approaching us for information events bookers have been inquiring with us you know groups etc and and the the lead time windows have you know that if you go back to you know the old days of 2019 you know two three months lead time you know is dropping down to within 30 days so you know for the, the normal business practice of how you react to things has been you know you, we, we're having to adjust quite quickly to that which I think you know I've got a great team and they're they're doing that really really well. Mm. Yeah, I, I, a lot's asked of everyone, isn't it? That's the 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 thing. And um, I had a, a discussion earlier on in the um, in the series of the of the podcast around the fact that a lot's put on the plates of leaders, but where do the leaders go to for their you know their opportunity to kind of vent and and get their their frustrations out? But you've You've already mentioned that you you still keep uh, a network of mentors, and I, I I find that really uplifting to hear because I, I think uh, that that's uh, you you can never really stop learning and um, and knowing new things, can you? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think um, it, I've been very fortunate to have had some really inspirational hospitality people in in my career life. Yeah. Um, you know, if I go back to if I go back to my Hilton, early Hilton days, people like Armand Schroker and, and, and Didier Martin, you know, with City Inn, you know, yeah, like there's a stack load, you know, whether it's David and Sandy or Peter Manby, Simon Morpheus, Lynn Hood, uh, you know, you kind of move that forward. And then at Doubletree, Patrick O'Connell, you know, who, who was, you know, a, who, who, who kind of taught me different things in, in that regard. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, if I take those people and then wind backwards a little bit, somebody that I only worked with for a short, for a short period of time was some, somebody like Michael North, um, you know, but then who I've reached out to well after my time with Setien and Minto Hotels and Doubletree, even then to, to gain his perspective, because, you know, I'm, I've, I've connected with him more through family links in the, in the, in the hospitality industry. Mm. And then on the other side of it is I had the opportunity to join the St. Julian Scholars through the Master Inholders, which was a a fantastic um, connection into a, a broader hotel network. Yeah, and, I was going to ask you about that actually. So uh, nice segue. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I mean, for me, it was probably it came at a fantastic moment in time in my career where I, I was about eight or nine or ten years in, and not not getting stuck. Was trying to figure out where I was going next and what was the next plan and how I could elevate myself into being a. Uh, into into next senior level and had the opportunity to go to Cranfield, you know, management business school, which, which is which is probably one of the most phenomenal experiences ever. One hard, mm. hard, really, really hard, and 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 experiencing business from a not just a hotel world, but from a broader network of of people, you know, from both profit and non profits, you know, charity led, you know, and learning other people's perspectives about how to lead and 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 how to manage, which which was great. Yeah, and then through the through the St. Julian's and the Master General, just having mentors and um, maybe not defined as permanent mentors, but having people you could speak to quite easily, and you know you could ask a single question to if you if you got stuck with something, 
you know, so you have that learning that can come quite easily. So because somebody might have done, or you know that somebody's done this at another hotel before, if that, if you if you're trying to do something, and if you gain you know ten minutes of perspective from them quite easily, you know. So and I, and I think that's a you know the one thing that the the hospitality, hospitality network does have is that ability to be accessible and ask questions if you if you yeah. if you need advice, you know. And I and I think that's you know that. Whilst I know, you know, there's this whole concept of intellectual property and things like that, I think hoteliers like to share advice quite easily. You know, Absolutely. I've never, I've never been in a position where I've asked a question and somebody said to me, Grant, I'm not actually going to tell you how to do that because I don't want you to succeed, actually. You know, because essentially that's, that's what it would mean, you know. So, yeah. you know, I think we, we for, for the benefit of the industry, we constantly want to do, want everybody to do well. We want to constantly improve it and innovate it. And I think that for me is, one of the great parts about this business. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, the, the willingness to share information, uh, I, I, I think it's a really unique part of the industry. I, I would doubt that it exists in, in every other sector, especially when you're, you know, in theory, competing with these people. But it is this word, this word that keeps coming up, co-opetition uh, is the word that I keep hear, hearing. Yeah. Is that Actually, if you, if you do help everyone who's considered to be in your competitor set help them get to you know a certain level then it, of course it helps you because it keeps you on your toes it helps you it keeps you wanting to innovate and it keeps you know it keeps rates in a good place as well because you're all kind of uh, helping you know we rise together uh, that's lewis hamilton saying isn't it um, and and it's just it's just good for the industry uh, it's very very healthy but it, I, th- I suppose that has its roots in a hospitality mentality, yeah, but, you know, because it's uh, you, know, we are we're still a welcoming bunch of people. Just because we do business, shouldn't shouldn't cut that out, uh, because ultimately this is a, a people industry. Whether you're serving a guest or whether you're serving one of your team or whether you're networking with your peers, sure. you know, uh, we're it's uh, I, I think it's a massive massive win uh, for the industry. All of that, hundred percent right, yeah. Completely, uh, and I think we, we've we've needed it more than ever over the last eighteen months. You know, so yep. you know, and it's come from all levels of the industry, whether it be the more formal organisations or the you know the individuals that run restaurant companies or nightclubs or uh, events businesses or bars. You know, they they you know there has definitely been a you know whilst everybody's not necessarily agree with everybody's approaches, and you, you can go through all the, the the social streams to try and what that is mm. and, and you know it's not something i really want to overly like criticize or discuss but you know it, but we're all trying to gain the same thing we're all trying to do get the best deal for hospitality you know so or get the best achievement for hospitality and i think for me that is you know we're quite uni focused in that which is which is which is good yeah absolutely and it all just helps things evolve and um uh, you know without evolution there's stagnation isn't there so yeah it's uh yeah oh good there we are we're solving problems and um and the yeah. like but um right yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> but um I, I have to say i have uh, i've passed i've not been into the hotel but you and i will sort that out and at some point in the not too distant future i'm, I'm sure yeah. but yeah uh, what a transformation um and for those who don't know it was originally the the radisson uh blue portman square correct yeah uh, phenomenal 
transformation, even from the outside, uh, without having seen kind of what what you've done fully on the inside, other than the pictures that you know that that circulate the the internet. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's breathtaking. Thank you. You know, look, I think the the designers, the architects, and uh, you know, essentially the vision that the that the own that the owners and the brand have had, Nobu have had for the property for to for the change has been very well executed throughout. And you know, it's whilst you know I'm I'm fully appreciative of the hotel that was there before and how well it did. You know, it, it is a it is a different hotel now, um, yeah. and it's. You know, we, you know, to to a point when we have returning guests from from the previous hotel, you know, we we're having to explain that it is a different looking hotel. It's definitely it's differently laid out. It's differently set up. You know, the the capacities are different. Um, but more yeah. importantly for me is is that it it, it it looks absolutely stunning from a design point of view. You know, from the lobby, the public area spaces, through to the bedrooms. You know, it, it 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 really really works really really well, and and super proud to be to be a part of it and to be representing the the hotel and and offering it to our guests to enjoy. You know, so you know overall it's gone gone amazingly well. Yeah, well, London seems to have a, a love affair with um with Nobu. I, obviously, it's renowned as food and beverage, yes, um, of the highest caliber. So I, I, it's, it's London's second Nobu hotel, of course, and it's an expanding portfolio globally. Yes. But what's, what everybody kind of knows, well, maybe people don't know the F&B story, but what's the, what does a, a Nobu hotel offer? So from a food and beverage point, we have Nobu restaurant, which is, you know, the, I suppose the landmark part of the Nobu brand. It, it's how we started hmm. from going back to the, 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 the 90s with Nobu Sun himself, who opened up the first Nobu restaurant in, in New York with the support of Robert De Niro and, and Mayor Topia. Yep. You know, Nobu Sun had a, you know, an, an amazing journey into, in, into his food offering. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, in, in how he learned and he developed his craft you know, from being um, from Japan, being quite traditional, to going down, going to Peru and Alaska, and learning all the the different ingredients and foods from those from those areas, to eventually opening his you know his restaurant in LA and being then all of a sudden noticed, if that's the right word, by by the by the by the residents of LA, to the celebrities, to the press, and then getting the, this amazing opportunity to to open up Nobu Restaurant in New York, which then Kind of kickstarted a a growth in restaurants, you know, here and then the first international restaurant in in on Park Lane at the at the Metropolitan, yeah, which which is still there and doing really really well, you know. So, you know, from a from a, from a restaurant perspective, it is uh, it has done ex- exceptionally well, and uh, you know they are. It, it was certainly for us when we reopened, you know, considering everything that was going on in the market at the moment at that time, and even when we reopened in April has been a fundamental part of our, our business success for, for the hotel. And right, yeah. a lot of the service queues and the, and the, and the style of service that we've, we've, we have in the hotel has been, has been derived from, from that environment. And, and, you know, the, my, my, my stakeholders are exceptional, exceptionally loyal to that, that the service and the food quality. So, you know, we, we're, we had to look at how we, how we impregnate that service style across the hotel. Mm. Um, so it was really, really important. And I think, 
you know, the, the, yeah, the brand is expanding, you know, the, the hotel side of it is definitely growing and, you know, we have hotels lined up for Hamburg, for Marrakesh and, and a few other places. We opened up in Chicago and Warsaw last year as well. So another two hotels during the pandemic, which, which, which is incredible considering everything that's going on. And yeah. then, you know, Warsaw has been amazingly successful, you know, for a market that, that is, uh, you know, quite new for, for a brand such as that. And they've done amazingly well, you know, and I, I'm excited for the Marrakesh opening because I think that'd be, you know, quite an interesting place to go um, with the, with the Novi brand. You know, so, yeah, yeah, onwards, onwards and upwards in that, in that respect. Very exciting. And I, I suppose just by the very nature of the fact that it's, it, it, you know, it, it's known globally is that you, you're always going to get people coming through your door for the, for the F&B who will then see the hotel and go, wow, I, I'd like to stay here. Correct. And I think, you know, the, you know, we have besides the, you know, besides Nova restaurant, we have an amazing bar linked to Nova restaurant, which, you know, we, we have an, a great drinks program in there and, and, and an incredible terrace outside, which gives more flexibility and option, especially now we, we you know, the summer hasn't been exceptionally great this year, but it, it's been very popular, you know, people enjoying, you know, preferring to be dining outdoors just with, you know, yeah. as, as a personal preference. And then we have a beautiful, beautiful lounge where it's the kind of place where you can just sit in the window and, you know, you know, watch the village of Malibu go by kind of thing. And, yeah, you know, great breakfast, nice coffee, snacks, glass of wine in the evening kind of thing. A, a, a definite change in atmosphere to Nova restaurant, a little bit more chilled out and relaxed. And then we're, as I mentioned earlier, we are launching our Nobu ballroom. It's the first Nobu ballroom uh, within Nobu hotels. You know, I, I genuinely believe it's one of the strongest ballroom concepts uh, and, and products in London. You know, technologically, ex, 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 you know, excellently set up, uh, beautiful, beautifully designed space. So, you know, it can accommodate both, you know, your conference functions and, and events to really good, high quality social uh, weddings and, and, and social events within within that space. Yeah. So, you know, from an offering point of view, we, you know, I think it's a uh, perfectly sized product. You know, we only have, we have 249 bedrooms. So, you know, we're not super big. We're not too small. We can accommodate all of our events guests within the business if we, if we need to, you know, have a good suite offering um, for guests that prefer, um, you know, a slightly more upgraded living accommodation. So the, the overall design and fit out of the property has been, you know, quite well considered for for this location and for the market that we're hoping to to come and visit us uh, as soon as we are able to travel and be more open and more you know more available if that's a, if yeah. that's the right word as, as compared to where where we are right now. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well, no. I, I'm super excited to come in and, and have a look and um, uh, look forward to to seeing it in the in the flesh, as it were, and wish you continued success in Thank there you. and an upward trajectory uh of uh of business can't let you go without asking you if you do have any stories that you can share with us from your your career oh funny stories interesting stories um i think you know phil it's a tricky one i'm gonna have to think about this a little bit uh oh i don't know if i've got anything that, that comes comes to mind straight away you know that, that that's the tricky part they kind of like all merge into one and then i and i kind of have to avoid some so yeah, uh, let, let me let me pass just for now. <laughs> no worries. No, that's fine. The um, it's it's an overriding theme of uh, of this. There's you kind of 
what happens in hospitality stays in hospitality. All I can say to anybody who's who's listening is is that you you there's never a dull moment. There's always funny and quirky things happening. Always yeah, opportunities I, to learn. <laughs> correct. I mean, I think uh, you know. I think you know. For me, it's 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 the stories of you know. The, there's the funny stories and the quirky stories that I think people love to hear the gossip and that kind of thing. But for me. You know what I really like about the industry is when and the stories is when you're able to you have guests that come and stay with you and they become your regulars and you get to know them and they you know they become your biggest brand endorsers you know so we yeah. all endorsers and you know and in the short time we've been reopened if you say from May you know we have a smaller group of guests that have that have become our biggest sales managers if I could call them that yeah you know, they, you know the amount of guests that they have essentially brought to us has been exceptional and I, you know for me that is um you know that's those are the kind of things that i like to share and talk about because i think those guests are you know if you if you have that happening then you then you know that things are starting to really work well yeah you know and you know it, it, of course you enjoy the fun stuff that happens everywhere and in the background and but you know i kind of want to keep those you know as as something for later on you know when when i can share them without fear of <laughs> Yes. Uh, of, of of compromise. <laughs> no, that's that, that's fine. There's a book in every person who works in oh, hospitality over a certain yeah. number of years, isn't there? Um, exactly. And yeah. and maybe I need to start rewording the, the the questions to success stories as well, because that that's a that's a success story uh, right there. You know. Yeah, and, I think you know from a success story point of view, I think for me it would be to say that you know the the getting to you know to be able to open a hotel like this in, in this kind of climate with everything that's going on has been for me, one of the proudest times yeah. that I, that I could have, you know, and, and the, the team that I've had around me to, to do that have been exceptional, you know, so, you know, that, that's, you know, that, that, that for me is something to, to kind of talk about, you know, and I think, you know, the, the thing with um, this industry is you have, you, you, you will gain, you know, friendship through colleagues, and you, you know, at the time you might not see it as a friendship, but it's always like two years later when you maybe not working with somebody anymore, you've done something different that you see them as friends more than colleagues. And that's yeah. it's a, a transitional shift. And I think that's why, you know, that's what's really great about this business is that it's not always transactional. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of emotion tied up into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely, and I think the 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 that team element. You're you're right. I mean, you know, I I think back to my own time in operations. You know, I I don't speak to a lot of the people that I worked with years and years and years ago on a frequent basis, but rest assured that as soon as we reconnect, you know, there's a special bond. There's uh, you know, there's something that you can't put a price on um, that uh, that you develop because you kind of you you both want you both achieve and fail together correct yeah. you know and um and that's that's a that's a special thing exactly yeah thank you yeah yeah great well uh final question uh yeah. what would you say to to someone who was contemplating a, a career in hospitality i would say that it will be one of the most rewarding industries that you could that you can join uh from a career development point of view, you can be incredibly successful if you if you really want to be successful and you can progress as quickly as you want to progress. And you know, if you if you have the will and want to do really, really well. And I think, you know, it's one of the few industries that 
that allows you that capacity and route to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, you you know the amount of people that I know that don't have you know significant qualifications behind their name or whatever it might be that have become very very senior leaders and or not even leaders but just really successful in their own businesses. Not even you know, not like a big multi you know multi site corporate or whatever it might be. They, they might just be exceptional bar runners or or restauranteurs or coffee shop owners and things like that. And I look at those you know you know, those, those people that are, they, you know, they've done, they've become really successful and it's not just financial, they, they are, they're recognized as, as important people within our business just by, by their actions and what they do. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's, that's what's great about, great about this, this industry. Yeah, absolutely. Bring your, your personality and your work ethic and, and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. No, and I mean, there's so many elements to it, as you've just highlighted there as well. I mean, you know, you, your career journey is, uh, uh, you know, one to a hotel general manager, but there are exponential amounts of roles to be done uh, yeah. on, underneath and sideways and above that, you know. And um, so, yeah, and and, and actually now the, the opportunity to progress is phenomenal. I think so. I think for and just on that, you know, there, there's, you know, remember my, if, as I said earlier, my goal was to be a general manager, but mm. I think as the industry has evolved somewhat, that now that there are more roles which are seen as specialisms, which you can be incredible at, yeah. and you'll be hired for your specialism and do really, really well in that, you know, where, so, you know, whether it be a director of F&B or, you know, people in culture or sales or marketing or commercial or revenue or, yeah, you know, engineering and technical services, because, you know, as, as things have become you know, more elevated in certain roles and certain positions, you can be, you can do really, really well if you find your, your niche within this business. Mm. So it doesn't have to be the classic old, you know, route of I'm going to be a success in a hotel is being a general manager, because it doesn't necessarily need to, to be that anymore. You You can do other things as well. Yeah. Absolutely, and actually, you're you're really well remunerated as you as you start climbing the ranks. Like most industries, you know, the the entry level is um, you know you're not going to be paid the best in the world, but um, but at the, the same time, once you've you've climbed the ranks, which you can do quickly, soon it starts becoming interesting. Correct. Yeah, and and look, I think on that, just from a business climate point of view, I think the entry level roles will change in the next twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, I think there will be a shift upwards mainly because of the recruitment challenge that we're going through at the moment. But, but to your point is, is that you can, you can uh, do well for yourself, you know, as you go through the, as you go through the progressionary changes. Yeah. Sometimes you need a bit of patience, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think that's something that sometimes is not quite there, but that will, it will come, you know, so. You, yeah. You get the, you get the real learning with the patients yeah. uh, as, as well. God, I'm just a, a walking merch board today with these quotes um but uh, no uh thank you very much grant i really appreciate you. you coming on and, and sharing your story and uh, and as i say i wish you all the very best for the the future thank you very much Will, and uh thank you very much for letting me come on come on to the call my pleasure take care cheers thank now you.
Bye-bye. And there we have it, a wonderful chat with Grant who really has built an enviable career so far. I've also now been into the hotel and had a look around and can confirm it really is beautiful. I wish Grant and his team fantastic success. We'll be back next Wednesday with more amazing career stories from hospitality, but until then, don't forget to like, share and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.